Hey, this is Dr. Mary Payton. Catch the All About STEM radio show every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. On my show, you'll be able to hear from science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, STEM professionals of all ages and from across the globe. Join me on Thursdays at FBRN.us for the best in STEM communication. Jump in. This is Dr. Mary Payton with All About STEM Radio. I am coming to you from Fishbowl Radio Network. And I am excited. You know, I'm always excited. That's the problem. I'm excited about our guest today, but I have to tell y'all something. I made it through my midterms at school. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> is that Victor? <laughs> you got jokes. And uh, I passed my midterm, so I'm all excited. You know, hopefully I've got five more classes. I should be graduating. I'm trying to grow up and be somebody like like Miss Sammy here at Fishbowl. But today I have a guest. Her name is Carly Walker. She is um, with an organization called STEM Flights whereas they work with high school and middle school students with uh, pairing them up with pilot volunteers and teaching them aviation from a STEM perspective. And she's been on the show before, and she's like, you were in Hawaii when I was on the show the last time. But now I'm here in Texas, so we get to talk again, and I'm all excited because I want to know what she is doing now. Carly, would you say hello to our guest? Hello, and congratulations on finishing your midterms. That's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> it is when you're 65 and go back to college to get an associate's degree. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations. I can totally uh, respect that, and that's a large endeavor. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to talk to you and your audience about uh, STEM education and how we here at STEM Flight pair that STEM education with aviation and flying experiences. Mm -hmm. So tell us, what is STEM Flights all about before we get into the, the nitty gritty? Wonderful. Yes, STEM Flights is a national nonprofit. Uh, currently, we are um, in 44 states across the U.S. Really? Just missing some of those. Yes, just missing some of those northern states, but we're, we're working on it. Um, and what we have, Mary, is volunteer pilots all over the country that we connect with middle and high school students in their own community, and they receive a free introductory flight experience with these pilots. And the goal and the mission of our organization is to inspire students and also promote STEM and aviation careers. You know, I did not know y'all were in that many states because I don't think you were uh you had that many back when we uh when we talked a few years ago. You have totally expanded. And how I mean Yes. <laughs> so how's that going along? Well, yeah, thank you. I think we spoke in twenty twenty, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. So 
we just celebrated five years of operation. So that means in 2020, we were only two years old. Um, so now we just celebrated five years. And um, it's our goal, honestly, Mary, to be in every airport and every community. And if you didn't know, there are 6,000 public use airports around the country. And our goal is to really have a STEM flights presence at every single one of those airports. So we're going there slowly but surely, mm-hmm. and the heart and soul of our organization is those volunteer pilots who, who donate their time uh-huh. uh, to fly these students around. But we're getting there slowly but surely. Mm. Now, how did STEM flights get started? So let's go back to that a little bit. I know we've talked about that before, but this is a new audience, and I'm quite sure they'd love to hear it. Sure. I love telling this story. It's one of my favorites. So STEM Flights was founded by my dad. This is a uh, family nonprofit, and dad retired from the Air Force after 34 years of service, and he was an F-16 pilot. And what do retired fighter pilots do? They buy a Cessna and start flying kids around. I think that's what they're supposed to do or something. (laughs) Anyway, that was the path that he chose. Um, And then over the years, he just started noticing that when he would fly kids, um, it would sort of be a life-changing experience for them. You know, it Mm -hmm. was, you know, friends of the family or kids of his friends. And they almost always came back to him some years later and said, Brew, which was his call sign, you have no idea the impact that that flight experience had on me. After I did that, then, um, you know, a various amount of things, they would come back and say, I went on to pursue flight training, or I joined the military, and now I fly C-130s, or I completely changed my career goals to, to focus on aerospace. So he kept hearing these stories come back over the years. And his idea was to start a nonprofit and formalize the experience and oh. lean on other pilots that he knew that also wanted to get involved. And I'll be honest with you, Mary, when he first came to me with this idea, um, he mapped it out and it was a family event. My brother was involved. My husband was involved. I thought it was a really cool idea, but I never really thought it was going to go this far, to be honest. So um, dad asked me to help him develop it. Um, Uh He really wanted it to take off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I, I helped him develop the program and what started off as, you know, dad's cute idea and something I thought was really fun. Um, now we're in 44 states across the United States. Now, do you fly? Yes, ma'am. I am a student pilot, which means I am in the process of learning. So just like you, I am uh, an older person, um, older, more older. (laughs) Yeah, we're not old. I, uh, most people start flight training when they're a little bit younger. Let's just put it that way. But I started flight training when I was 42 years old and I'm still in flight training. So I do fly. Of course, I grew up with an aviator in my family. So it was something that I was around a lot or exposed to. So making a transition um, into an organization where I mm-hmm. could speak aviation was a was a natural fit for me. Yeah, that was the reason I asked you about do you fly is because, you know, I know you've been doing this for a while. And, you know, being able to be comfortable with talking to some of the young students, especially the young ladies, about, you know, 
pursuing careers in flying or joining the program or something like that has got to be a major plus for uh, STEM flights. It is. And um, just like you know, um, aviation is its own language. And yes. just like education is really, too. Um, there's a lot of industries that have their own language, and we certainly do as well. So I, it is very helpful that I speak the language, especially when I'm talking to pilots mm-hmm. to recruit them into our program because we really need volunteer pilots. Um, so that's helpful that I can talk to them about the expectations and um you know, what we need them to do. But you're right. It is nice um, to talk to the students. And like you said, especially the female students, I'm not sure if you knew this, but only 7% of pilots um, are women. And that's all pilots around the world. And so it's a very small percentage and it's growing, um, uh, but it's really fun, especially when I see those girls in the cockpit. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't know that. But ladies and gentlemen, if y'all are just joining us, I am here talking to Miss Carly Walker. She is with uh, STEM Flights, which is a nonprofit organization getting high school and middle school kids interested in flying. And I learned today they are in 44 of the 50 states. So I'm totally excited about that. Now, Carly, you just mentioned um, your mentor, pilots. Uh, tell me a little bit about them. I mean, how do you recruit yeah. them? What the expectation is? Because you, you may have somebody out there that's interested. Oh, yes, that would be awesome. And if there's anyone listening to, um, and you know a pilot in your life, please feel free to share the program with them. So our pilots have um, some minimum industry restrictions, and I won't bore you and go into length in that, but um, if you're an aviator, you'll understand that they have to have a private pilot's license, 250 hours. We fly day VFR only. Uh, Again, speaking some aviation there, so I apologize. But more importantly, um, or equally as important, I should say, is our pilots are super passionate about bringing up that next generation of aviation enthusiasts or aviation and aerospace workforce professionals. So these pilots donate their time, mm-hmm. their fuel cost, you know, their, their any other expenses that come with the flight. Um, it's a couple of hours to actually do a flight experience. By the time the student gets to the airport, they do the pre-flight and the flight. So these volunteers, both men and women, are, in my opinion, tireless advocates for Mm -hmm. youth aviation education, and they understand that we will not have an aviation industry or, for that matter, a transportation infrastructure if we don't expose young people to the career possibilities that aviation brings. And I think that our volunteers understand that, and they are passionate about that. So volunteers, we ask our pilot volunteers if they can donate four flights a year so that's one oh, per quarter basically that's not a um, lot. that's all we really ask and many 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 of them do way more than that i have some pilots who are retired and they love it and they fly every week and i have other pilots who are still working they're very busy and you know they can do one or two a year for us which is fine we're happy to have any amount of volunteer activity that that we can take and you know that you know That's exciting for not only them, but also the students, because from what you're saying, they are opening, you know, 
junior pilots, I'm going to call them junior pilots if you don't mind. Uh, they're sure. opening their eyes to career fields. And you, you just made a comment, not only couldn't you be a airline pilot for one of the big um, uh, airline companies like Delta or American, but a lot of our stuff is transported by air. And so working for UPS or FedEx, because they have their own, uh, their own flights for transportation. And who thinks about that? Who thinks about those people who are doing that? So that's exciting. I, that's, a, that's such a good point. Um, you know, there, and there's so many other careers, too. Let's, I, need, I need these kids to start thinking about advanced air mobility. Mary, now talk about a whole wormhole we could go down, which we won't, but that's (laughs) up and coming in our industry, aviation industry, is thinking about these aircraft that take off vertically and land vertically, Um, you know, maybe they're electrically powered. Mm -hmm. This is the, you know, the new future of aviation. So I'm going to need these students to um, know how to design them, test them, manufacture them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need students who know how to fix aircraft. I'm going to need students who can um, design airports, manage airports. I need students to think about uh, fuel and how we can make that better. So really, down the, down the whole length of aviation, we need support. And you know, I didn't think about all of that till you just mentioned it. You know, we're not just looking at a career as a pilot. We're looking at the whole infrastructure that supports aviation. And those jobs, those jobs that come with that. Now, I don't know if you would know this. uh, Is there a shortage in those particular career fields like there is with so much else? Yes, of course, you nailed it. And um, the difference in the job shortages that we experience in aviation or aerospace is um, it's not really something that's brought up in the school systems. Uh, It's not a traditional class that that kids can take. It's growing um, across the country. You know, there are more schools that are offering it, but typically they're STEM schools, charter schools, private schools, these types of things. But oftentimes aerospace is really glossed over and not not given a a thorough look for these students. And part of STEM flights, our mission is to, um, you know, is to change that flight by flight. If these students can get in the cockpit with a a, uh, volunteer pilot, Mm -hmm. then a lot of things happen there. Not only are they getting like a really cool flight experience, but they're learning about all the careers that touch aviation. They're doing some STEM learning about how STEM affects aviation. And then they're getting out to their local airport and they're learning, why, why do I have an airport in my community and what mm-hmm. does it do? What do these small regional airports do for a community? Most people don't even know that they have an airport or where it is and probably have never been there. So that's another important part, too, is to talk about, like you said earlier, how aviation touches everything in a community. It provides um, you know, medical support, transportation um, cargo, all those important things that happen at your local airport, many people are unaware of. So if we can get these kids out to that airport, they're meeting with their pilot, they're exploring aviation careers, 
at least at the very least, we're getting it in front of them. And it's probably some hands-on experiences that they're not going to get at school. And you are so right, Carly. Uh, listeners, we are talking with Miss Carly Walker today. She is from STEM Flights, uh, getting young people, uh, high school, middle school students interested in aviation career fields, which I just found out or just listened. It takes, it's a lot more than what I thought. But um, keeping that in mind, Carly, the, um, the career fields, you are so correct. I know here in our area, I only know of one, and maybe more than one school by now, but I only know of one school who, a uh, high school that does anything in aviation, and they've done it for several years, but I don't really know how many students are really involved in their program. But uh, I haven't heard of any other schools. And also, I didn't take into consideration all of the small regional airports that we have here in the Metroplex, and we have several. So, you know, uh, oh, yeah. But yeah that's a, mm -hmm. Texas is a very, very large, very uh, aviation friendly state. And um, obviously, it's just with the, you know, just how big the state is. There's so many airports and so much um, flying going on. Oh, yeah. Um, not just commercial. A lot of people think when they think aviation, they think commercial. And that's a big part of it, right? That's like we said before, are, are the infrastructure of transportation for our country moving people and things around. Mm -hmm. um, but these small regional airports, uh, I think most people would, would be shocked to learn that, um, you know, most of them don't offer any kind of commercial service. And therefore, it's not it's not a um, it's not a place that has a lot of security. Of course, there's security right. and, and things like that. But most people, when you think airport, you think TSA, restricted, must have a ticket. Where mm -hmm. are you going? Check your bags. Small regional airports, when the, when the general public come in, they're usually warmly embraced and said, oh, come on in. Let me show you what we're doing here. I know at my local regional airport, we have picnic tables on the flight line because we encourage people to come out and spend the day with us and watch, you know, come have lunch and bring your kids and watch airplanes um, touch and go and talk to the flight school and learn about special events that we're doing at the airport. So, you know, I think your listeners, I would encourage them, um, go check out your local regional airport. They're probably doing some really cool things there and they want you to be a part of that community. Yeah. And you know, I've never thought about, I mean, I've, in Arlington, I would pass our regional airport all the time going, you know, to visit family or whatever. I never thought about stopping there because my mindset has always been, oh, that's an airport for just private, um, private airlines, people who own their own planes. They, you know, they probably don't do anything else there. But I, I have got to stop thinking so small. Because now, in listening to you, those airports do a lot, and they are welcoming to uh, people who want to learn more. That's right. I think um, I think I can probably speak for most small regional airports that they want you to swing by and say, "Hey, what do you guys do here every day?" And they probably warmly show you um, how important they are to your community. Mm. See, I'm going to have to get somebody from uh, a couple of hours to come on the show and kind of tell us what they do. 
because I never I would have never would thought about that. You would be fascinated to learn. Yes, you you would be fascinated to learn all the things that they do to support um, you know, the the economy and and so many other things in your community. I think that's a great idea and I'll listen to that episode, Mary. <laughs> I'll definitely let you know. Because you, you know me, I have no shame. I'll talk to, I'll go by and stop and talk to anybody and say, come on, we, we, people need to know what you do. That's why, for me, this show is important, is it lets people know about something they would never have heard about, like STEM flights. Now, Well, you're doing a public service, so thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. But question, uh, students coming into uh, STEM flights, what kind of things do they learn? I know they learn uh, general and commercial aviation stuff, and I hear uh, that they learned um, aerial mapping and things like that. Uh, a young person wanting to join uh, STEM flights, what should they expect? Thanks. Yeah, that's a great question. So. Um, a middle or a high school student who's interested in receiving a STEM flight, first of all, I just want to reiterate, it's a free program. Oh, um, there's no okay. cost associated for the students. They just sign up, um, and they need to sign up online with their parent or guardian because that parent or guardian will be signing the waiver okay. that authorizes the student to take the flight. But the first thing the student's going to do is look at the six missions that we have available on our website. Mm -hmm. Those missions are going to tie STEM and aviation together, and that student gets to pick which mission they want. So there's six different missions. Um, let's use aerial mapping since you brought it up as an example. Okay. The student will select that mission as their mission of choice. They will then go online, and they will do some online learning about that mission. So really what I want the student to do is to come prepared to their flight experience with some questions, some knowledge, some information about the mission that they're about to fly with their pilot. Mm. Um, that's the reason we ask them to do some online learning. And the student also needs to submit a letter of recommendation in order to fly. This doesn't need to be a congressional letter of recommendation. It can be from a parent or a friend. It's just we're encouraging our students to ask an adult to get involved and to take that extra step um, so to, to really show us and show their pilot that they really want this flight experience and they're willing to do a little bit of work for it. So we've got a letter of recommendation that we need. We've got some online learning. And then the student gets connected with a local volunteer pilot in their area. And that's where the fun begins. So the pilot is going to reach out to the parent or the guardian, mm -hmm. and they're going to have a quick phone conversation with the student, and they're going to talk really briefly about the mission, and they're going to select a date and a time to meet at the airport, and then um, then they're going to solidify, let's meet up here, come prepared, and then that's when the student will go meet their pilot with their parent at the local airport. Okay. I mean... Um about how many students a year do, I mean, go through STEM flights? Yeah, that's a great question. This year, we will fly over 300. Wow. So we, we are touching uh, 300 students, around 300 students across the country. And that's grown incrementally um, over the years for how many missions as we can fly. Mm -hmm. 
We that's going to be about double what we did last year. So okay. we're going to assume that that next year will um, be even double that as well. So we're really interested in the quality of the experience, not so much let's get a you know a million flights done really quick, hurry up. Mm. These flights are a longer experience. Our students have to do some learning, so we're we're with them. Um, you know, during the during the learning before, then they meet their pilot. And then, Mary, I got to bring up our program called STEM Flight Following. Oh, okay. This is the program that the student gets into after they have their flight. So let's say they go have their flight. They do their aerial mapping. It was a great time. They loved it. But now what? How can we answer that question? Now what? Where do we go from here? And that is where STEM Flight picks right back up with that student. And we answer, help them answer that question, and we help create a pathway for them. So we're going to say, how was your flight? Are you interested in potentially flight training? Let us help you find a great place to flight train. Let us help you find resources to pay for flight training if you need scholarship. Um, let us help you uh, discover, are you interested in aerospace engineering? Are you interested in mapping and te- those types of technologies? Maybe you're interested in advanced air mobility. So we want to help connect them to resources on a national level and those resources inside their own community so that they can continue this pathway of learning about these types of careers that they might be interested in. I mean, believe it or not, some of our, some of our students take a flight and although they loved it, mm-hmm. they said, you know what, I don't think being a pilot is for me. But boy, I'm really interested in air traffic controlling. I loved being on the radios up there. I'm fascinated about airspace and how that works. So we can help walk them down those pathways. And um, we actually like to stay with our students until they enter the workforce, believe it or not. Um, we, we annually uh, survey our students to find out what are you doing now? Um, what are you studying in school? Are you still studying aviation? Are you studying STEM? And did you go into flight training or some type of aerospace career? So it's our mission, really, to have some pretty hard data here in the next five to ten okay. years that proves that the early experience with aviation does affect the career trajectory of these students. And you know what? That is so right. Um, you're opening their eyes to a lot of things, but you're you're following up. It's not just, you know, uh, do uh, a... Uh, aerial mapping activity and then we're going to take you on a flight you're giving them an experience that they can build on and um, I don't think they're going to get that anywhere else because I don't know like I said earlier I don't know how many schools uh, throughout the U.S. actually have aviation programs I know some of the military bases have like the civil air patrol and stuff like that where young people get involved, but a lot of those are far and few. Y'all are doing something to really enhance the career field and to open eyes of, you know, well, I don't have to be a pilot, but I can be an arrow, I can be a mechanic, or I can um, create airports. And a lot of that is, you know, students, I mean, not students, people get paid good money to do those things. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderful career. And um, like you said, it's that exposure, right? I think most kids, if you said, do you know what a pilot does? They're going to say, yes, of course. But then if I come and say, do you know what an airport manager does? 
do you know what a, um, you know, do you know what a aerial surveyor does? Do you know what a uh, flight attendant does? You know, so it, it, we can really dive deep with these yeah. kids and really explore all of those those pathways. And I'm glad you brought up Civil Air Patrol, actually, because that's just another great resource. So mm-hmm. let's say a kid finishes their flight. I want to go back to them and say, let's look at your community and find out what's going on in there so I can point them to things like Civil Air Patrol or maybe there's some aviation programming going on in their area that they didn't know about. Or yes. maybe there's something fun going on at their local airport. We really want to tie these students back to where they are. And we use those volunteer pilots in their communities to help with that as well. So once you fly with a pilot, I mean, you have a friend for life there, <laughs> right? So a lot of these pilots end up being mentors to these students and their guardians. They're going to have questions about, well, where do we go now? Stemplice is going to help answer that. And that local pilot mentor is also going to be able to have that local community awareness to be able to guide the student as well. Excellent. Now, you know, I know you get to work with students a little bit, and you've been doing this for several years. What has been some of your aha moments from um doing this what has a student come back and told you from doing their flights or what has a student learned what are what are some of your aha moments from this yeah thanks for asking that question um one that sticks out really big for me was um we took some students flying and they were from the detroit area of michigan Mm -hmm. um and we we did an awesome program, and, and, and these um, kids that came to fly with us had never been in an airplane before. And imagine that, and then they get stuck in a small little two- or four-seater airplane with, you know, with just really small, and it's the first time they've ever been in the air. And um, it was a great experience, of course, for them. But one of the best moments was when the parent emailed me you know, out of the blue, unsolicited, a few weeks later after this after this event. And she said, you won't believe it. This kid is getting up in the morning and making mm. his bed and he's bringing home good grades and he's doing his homework. And I, I, I had to say, what's going on? What's gotten into you? You've almost completely changed your entire demeanor. And this kid said, mom, I want to be a pilot and I, I have to get good grades to do that. And I have to um, you know, kind of have my life together and I have to have, I have to have things in order. I, I have to work hard for this. This is going to be a lot of work. And, and I met some pilots and that's my goal. And I thought, wow, you know, whether or not that, that student ever does make it as, 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 a, as a pilot, which I've no doubt he could, um, yeah. you know, the fact that he made that connection of improving where he was at to try mm-hmm. to work towards that goal. And then also, the fact that he was so inspired by that flight, I mean, you know, you fly all over the world when you get <laughs> up above the clouds, yeah. up above your town, up above your city, and you look down and you realize, you know what, the, those problems that I thought I had, they're not that big. And this world out here is so much bigger than I ever thought it was. And that's a really monumental experience for a student, especially for someone that has never flown before in their life or never saw themselves as, you know, somebody who could fly. And so I think that what Stemplice aims to do is to really create a a monumental 
life-changing experience by getting mm-hmm. these kids up there and then helping define that pathway. So that was that was one of the coolest moments. And, and boy, did his volunteer pilot mentor really appreciate that feedback. And, and I was so glad that the mom reached out. A couple other ones, too, are, you know, we, we, we survey our students to find out where they are. And, uh-huh. um, geez, we're, we're celebrating five years now. So I've got some cool stories. And many, many students who are now commercial pilots. Um, oh, really? Many, many students who have um, gone on to fly for the military. Um, some are in-flight training. Um, some are enrolled in aviation programs um, at their colleges, and um, some are just really studying, still studying STEM, um, STEM, you know, subjects at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's that's for us. We consider that a win as well. I mean, that is, I mean, that is so great that you know you are cha- you're changing perceptions, you're changing lives. I mean, you've already changed my perception on the uh, career fields as far as aviation is concerned. Now, based on what you're working with the kids, the students with, I'm not going to call them kids, the students with, how are you adding problem solving into that mix? Uh, That's such a great question. So part of the... um you know, part of the online learning that they have to do um, really puts it back in, in their hands. Mm-hmm. So we want them to do some online learning, but it's less about, you know, what did you learn? Now take this test. It's more, yes. let's go explore this career together. And we want you to come up with some questions to show up at the airport with your pilot. So it's a really self-directed type of program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really self-directed experience experience because each stem flight is going to be completely different in a way. Um, Every airport is different. Every volunteer pilot is different. So we're really asking these kids to sometimes step out of their comfort zone. You know, they're going to have to ask for that letter of recommendation. They're going to have to read the work, but then determine, well, what do I want to get out of this experience? What do I need to learn from my pilot mentor for me personally to continue on this pathway. Mm -hmm. So we really put a lot of things back in their hands. And then when we're just talking about problem solving, hands-on experience, when they get to that airport and they meet that pilot, they're going to be given a checklist on how to pre-flight an aircraft. So they're going to go out to this airplane and they are going to get a checklist with this pilot and they are going to make sure that this airplane is, is airworthy and ready to fly. And boy, does that get their hands on um, you know, really getting their hands onto that aircraft, using a checklist and determining, mm-hmm. you know, some, some, some hard questions of, is this ready to go? Do we have enough fuel? What, what's the safety precautions here? So I love that for students because you can see, and I do so many stem flights that to me, you know, they all seem similar when I'm watching them, but these kids are laser focused. They don't want to miss a thing, not only because they want to make sure that they're safe, Right. But yeah. they are learning things and seeing things they've never seen before. I mean, this sounds like a total hands-on immersion uh, experience for these young people. Now, your volunteer pilots, how are they? What, have you, what feedback have you got from some of them? I know that, I mean, you, you told me they're excited about this. But what kind of feedback are you getting from some of the pilots that you have? 
Well, the great thing about our pilots is they come from all walks of life. Yes. Some of them are professional pilots that are captains at United Airlines right now, and they fly for a living. Some of them are, um, you know, retired from Boeing, and they were aerospace professionals their entire life. And some of them just picked up flying as a hobby, and they have a completely unrelated career field. And I, what we encourage our pilots to do is to bring a little bit of their life mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. Part of mentoring is sharing that experience and encouraging kids in a different way. So if you are a pilot and you have been successful enough in life to own your own airplane, be a private pilot, and all the things that come with just that, I want you to share your life philosophy with this kid. How is it that you are able to do this as a hobby? Mm -hmm. What decisions did you make in your life? What career choices did you make in your life that afforded you the opportunity to have an airplane that you can donate time in right now? Because I think that piece of mentoring is really critical for these kids to see all different types of career spaces and how then they come back to aviation Most of our pilots attribute success in their life to aviation, to learning how to fly at a certain age. Mm -hmm. And I want that to come out, you know, to the students. But the feedback from our pilots, I mean, if you know a pilot, this is is a funny thing. I'll I'll clue you into something really special in the aviation world. It's called a $100 hamburger. I'm not sure if you've heard that term before. But once you get your pilot's license, what are you going to do with it if you're not a professional pilot? Like, what are you going to do if you just have an airplane? Well, you're going to go jump in your airplane with your friends or your family. You're going to show off that you know how to fly. And you're probably going to fly to another airport that's got a little restaurant on there. Uh-huh. And we call that in aviation the $100 hamburger. Pilots love to go. And then, you know, we joke $100 later with fuel and everything like that, that you've spent 100 bucks going to get a hamburger, basically. <laughs> so... Um, The $100 hamburger is a funny thing in aviation, but what we ask our pilots to do is, hey, there's only so many of those you can go get. And pilots, if you know pilots, they love a mission. They They want to have a mission, and STEM Flights gives them that mission. These are philanthropic-minded individuals that want to use aviation to give back. Mm -hmm. And this is how they really see giving back, and it gives them a mission instead of just going out to the airport, you know, flying around, goofing off with your buddies. This gives them a real mission, and they feel so good about it. Hmm. That's nice. I mean, it, I like the $100 hamburger story because you could only do so many of those, but to be able to give exactly. back, to give back to your community, to uh, children, to uh, open their eyes and things like this, because I'm going to tell you, based on what you're telling me and based on my own life experiences, a lot of students don't know what career fields are out there in aviation. Everybody thinks, oh, you're a pilot. If you go into aviation, you're a pilot. And there's a lot more than just that. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we are talking to Miss. Carly Walker. She is with STEM Flights. Uh, they mentor and work with young, uh, young men and women who have an interest in aviation, um, not just being a pilot, but all facets of aviation by connecting them with mentors, and they are in 44 states. 
Other than Virginia, what are some of the states that y'all are in, Carly? Yeah, we're in um, pretty much, I mean, I could probably tell you the ones we're not in. It's the northern, you know, Dakotas, um, Montana's. Um, those are the states, you know, it's just not as dense of a population up there. Right. And they right. have a much shorter uh, window of great flying weather. Okay. Um, but we're working on it. I, I actually um, recently had a student apply in North Dakota. So I'm working hard to find a pilot in that area and I'll have no problem. But some of our bigger states with a lot of activity include Texas, um, Michigan, mm-hmm. um, Maryland, Indiana. Um, those are some of California. I uh, just had a bunch of students sign up in um, Utah. So some of these, some of those states have some, some really high activities. But I will say that if there's someone interested in learning or to find out if STEM Flights is in their area, yes. sometimes parents or students reach out and say, hey, are you in this city? And my answer to that is yes, because if I'm not yet, I will be. And by that, I mean, go ahead and have your student apply for a STEM Flight mission And then Uh what we do as a team inside the company is we work to identify pilots in those areas. And we do that a couple different ways. You know, we use social media, we do some marketing, we reach out to the local airports. So we work hard to find uh, pilots in those areas. And sometimes, Mary, it happens the other way around. Some places I have pilots signed up, but I don't have any students. Okay. Um, and that brings us, you know, that brings a whole nother um, way to to uh, raise awareness and, and recruit students for that. So we have a team of us. There's three of us and we are working daily to, you know, try to keep that in balance, um, students and pilots. And because we're growing so quickly, um, mostly, uh, you know, students don't have to wait that long. You know, that was going to be my next question, Carly, from the time I interviewed you back in 2020 till now, what ha- what changes have you seen uh, come about with STEM flights? Yeah, so just, um, you know, our growth and um, really an organic growth. Now, yeah, we put some, you know, we put some energy behind getting the word out yeah. and, and making sure that people, so that, so that takes some effort, but you know the power of word of mouth, Mary. And when oh, someone yeah. has a good experience with you, um, they're going to tell people. And that's what happens with our pilots and our students. So our pilots love to give back. They find real joy in inspiring the next generation. So if you're a pilot, you probably know some other pilots. And <laughs> what happens is they end up telling each other, um, hey, I, I did a STEM flight and it was really great and, and you should try it too. And then same thing with students. You know, if I have one student fly, well, guess what? They're going to go tell their friends about it. And not every student wants to get up there, but the ones right. that do, man, they go ahead and, you know, they share. And then, and then, and then there's the power of social media and, you know, people are taking pictures and saying, look what, look what my student did. And, and the pilots are too. Hey, look what this cool thing I did. So it, it tends to spread word of mouth because it's a unique program. It's free. And those two components together really make people interested. You know, they want to learn more about this. And that's been the biggest change is just our growth over the few years and and everybody that wants to be involved. Okay. Now, um, if a pilot or a student wants to get involved, how will they contact you? 
I, I, it's almost that's the end great. of the show, and I've got to talk, and I forgot all about this. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. No, it, that's an easy answer. The website is stemflights.org, and on that website is very comprehensive. There's a student section. There's a pilot section. There's FAQs. We've answered every question that you might have. There's plenty of contact information to reach out to me or a member of my team. There's videos you can watch about what an experience is like. Mm -hmm. All the questions that pilots have about getting involved is there. All of the online applications. And if you can't find an answer on my website, I'd be surprised. But then I would just say, go ahead and reach out to me directly. And my contact information is on the website as well. So that's stemflightsplural.org. Okay. And if y'all don't have that, if you go to the Facebook page for All About STEM Radio... Uh, uh, the link to STEM flights is in there, and so you can click on it there. Yeah, hopefully some of y'all will join and and um, you know take the take this experience. And you you know, Carly, you said something else a few minutes ago, and I want to back to that, go backwards to that. Um, not all the students want to go up on a flight. Is that correct? Well, I would say that not all students in a specific classroom. So if we're, if mm-hmm. we're going to take a segmented audience of eighth graders, not every single eighth grader is going to want to go fly. Okay. Every every student that comes to some flights absolutely wants to fly. That's the core okay. of our mission. Okay. Okay. experience. But sometimes when I'm talking to, um, you know, larger groups, not every kid really has any interest in going flying at all. And that's fine. We, uh, To be honest with you, we, we can't fly every single student. That would be, mm-hmm. I would need more pilots than I, than I think exist. But um, we want to take those students who are really interested in it. And we've designed our program so um, we can identify those students who have a true, genuine interest in exploring aerospace and STEM careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, some students may be interested but they've never flown before. I know that sounds strange that there is someone in the United States that's never been on a plane, um, but they may be interested in other aspects of the uh, of the career field. So we absolutely, and we would say, "Come fly with us. You're gonna love it." <laughs> and then we can talk. And then we can then we can talk about uh, when you land what what you want to pursue. Yeah. I mean, this, hey, y'all have grown so much since I talked to y'all in 2020. And you have really, really, really branched out, Carly. And I am so excited. So you're going to make me come to Virginia and uh, and have to check y'all out. Uh, ironically, you and I have, we, we know some of the same people. So <laughs> that'll give me a reason to come yes. up there. <laughs> We'd love to have you. I'm at Winchester Regional Airport, and I'd love to show you our operations if you're ever in the area. That's our HQ. Um, but, of course, like I said, we're a national organization, and I have pilots flying all over the country every single day. Okay. Now, uh, we've got about four minutes left. I want you to take this time, and you can uh, – I want you to talk about, like, your team, thank your team, that kind of thing, since we did not touch on that because we've touched on so many other things. But I know you have a excellent group of people that work with you at STEM Flights. 
Wow, thanks for that opportunity. Yes, well, first and foremost, my dad still very much involved um, with the organization, and he flies more students every year than almost any other volunteer pilot. He absolutely loves it, and he flies constantly. So wow. uh, my dad's vision, encouragement, support, um, you know, really launched this program, and, and I'm just so thrilled to, to be a part of it, and then he asked me to be a part of it. So I'm fortunate to have an awesome friendship with him um, and also a great professional working relationship as well. So shout out to you, Daddy Rock. Um, what we've built together is, is just incredible, and gosh, do we have fun. Dad and I have so much fun together. Um, and then I have a director of flight operations, Austin Campbell. He's in Texas. Oh, okay. uh, he's our Texas guy and he's our pilot guy and he handles all of our pilot recruitment and onboarding. And then my director of education is Maria and she is in Colorado and she handles all my students and educators. She has revamped our entire curriculum, um, all of our STEM flight following and make sure that we are a top of the line STEM program, yes, not just aviation, but an actual STEM program. And I'm so proud of uh, what she's built for us. And then um, shout out to my home airport, Winchester Regional Airport, where I learned how to fly. And I serve on the board of directors there. And I'm, um, it's my second home, quite honestly. I spend a lot of time there, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of time at the airport, but but I'm happy to do so. And I'm very involved in my community here trying to spread the word about youth aviation education and man what a cool job I have so um, I'm so lucky to be able to do this and this is my full-time job and um, you know I just want to reiterate to your listeners if you know a middle or high schooler in your life tell them about STEM flights and um, if you are or if you know a pilot tell them about STEM flights We'd love to chat with you about how you can get involved using aviation to give back. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to chat with your middle and high schoolers to talk about how we can get them flying. That is exciting. Now, you, you mentioned teachers, and, you know, I was a teacher. Well, I guess I'm still a teacher in one way or another. So um, we, I've got to make sure I get the word out to them because they may have a student that's interested and, you know, we don't, every school has a career day, but, you know, you get a lot of doctors and lawyers and dentists and stuff like that and, and pilots. But, you know, you've opened my eyes to a lot of aviation career fields that I, I mean, I guess I knew they were out there, but I just didn't think about them because they're, you know, kind of those, those things that help to get the planes in the, in the air. So, but hey. Sounds like you have a awesome team. Tell your dad and, and everybody I said hello. And uh, anytime you want to come back on the show or if you need anything or if you need me to uh, promote something for you, please, please, please feel free and say, hey, Mary, you know, I need you to do this because that's what All About STEM is about, is connecting the STEM community. So... Carly, I'm... Thanks, Mary. It was <laughs> awesome talking to you. I'm so happy to be on the show. And how about we connect in a couple more years, and then I'll tell you we've gone international. <laughs> it will not be a couple more years. It better not be a couple more years. Because now that I'm <laughs> right. starting back up, and my children won't allow me to work outside of the country anymore, I uh, or outside of Texas anymore, I uh, 
have to do things that to get their approval for some reason, and I'm the mother. (laughs) 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 All right. Thank you so much, Carly, and uh, hopefully we'll be connecting again soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the All About STEM radio show this week, and I am, I know I say excited a lot, but, you know, excited is my word uh, of the day, I think. And, hey, come back next week for another wonderful interview with someone in the field of science, technology, engineering, or mathematics. So, bye-bye.
with today's STEM tip.